Hey guys, welcome to Soul Cleanse. If you are craving something that you don't even know what you're feeling anymore, if you're craving a shift in your life, in your mind, in your body, this is where you're supposed to be. You were brought here for a reason. You were brought here to understand your patterns, to move through things, to shift things in your life, and to really learn the tools to bring you into your highest potential of who you are meant to be. Let's dive into all the uncomfortable conversations and the gifts that are going to bring you closer to you. Hey guys, welcome. Welcome Soul Divers. Thank you for being here always. I have a, a friend, a friend that I'm bringing on today. She is a guest and I'm really humbled that she came on. Because it's it's sometimes it can be very hard to talk about ourselves and talk about our journey from that. And then when we do it, it's such a healing experience to, you know, hear each other's sides and to for me to really hold a safe uh, platform for someone to fully be seen and heard by me is really important. So thank you so much, Norell, for coming on and sharing your your journey, your story, and your voice. Um, it's really incredible. And as we share, we tend to heal things in ourselves, and also honoring the healing for other people to know that they can voice whatever has happened or their story or anything that's changed with them to express it and know that there's so, there's so much healing in when we voice, when we voice our feelings, when we voice our journey, when we voice the things that we've changed, that we've seen, that we've understood and to really just voice, voice our voice. So I'm excited for you guys to hear this one. We're going to go into ayahuasca, which I have not done yet. I have not done. Um, I've been called energetically to do it a few times, but also I'm honoring the pause on when it shows up, if it shows up, because we need to honor ourselves more the deepest <laughs> on when it's time and to sit with that more. But this, they were actually, Soul Quest was on Netflix um, and it's on Unwell. So if you want to go on there and see that too with Ayahuasca, it's on there as well. And it's just really neat for me to connect with my dear friend that works at Soul Quest to say what she does and her journey with it and um, to just honor this because there's so many different types of healing modalities out there. And I think it's really incredible when we step outside just, you know, the the regular medicine to really go in deeper inside um, to what needs to be seen and healed. And I know that this will take you into an experience on something that takes us out of our control to really see the layers. And that's just me speaking without the experience of it itself. But I can imagine that's where it would take you. So really looking forward for you guys to hear this one. And the sound definitely does go out quite a few times because when we do these interviews through Zoom, it's like you never know with technology. It can work beautifully or it can mess up. But the content's there. We lose her a couple times, but she comes right back on track with it. So I'm very much a woman of... Let's go for vulnerability. Let's go raw and let's go in. So when it pauses and you think you have lost us, we're still there. <laughs> um, so thank you guys for your patience with that and just 
to honor the content and maybe this ayahuasca will speak to you. So honoring what speaks to you, always sitting with what's best for you and really thank you again, Narelle, for being here and sharing your beautiful energy. I adore you. I honor our friendship tremendously and I love what you're doing and you're really, you know, honoring what is serving you on giving to others right now. So let's dive into Norel. Hey guys, welcome to a brand new week. I have uh, one of my close, actually, I would say that we're probably building a closer relationship. Now, one of my friends on here, and I'm really excited to bring her through and share her journey on everything that she does. And this is going to be a really cool one. I have not done this yet. I'm super excited to dig into and dive into all of you. This is Norelle Adams. Um, she is, she works at Soul Quest Ayahuasca Church of Mother Earth. She's a facilitator and a yoga teacher at, um, it's Ayahuasca, right? I always say mm-hmm. it wrong. Um, yeah, Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. So that I have never done that, but I've been drawn to it. There's been a reason for it. And then I've backed out and went back and forth with it many times. But um, I wanted to read this quote too, that I thought was really neat. The whole effort of the spiritual process is to break the boundaries you have drawn for you, yourself and experience and immersity that you are. Did you write that? Did you write that? Sadhguru wrote that. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> I thought it was so good. So um, that I'm going to dig into all these things with you too. I think I'm actually a little nervous with you today because I think that this um, exploring with this deep of uh, life experience is nerve wracking to me, which that's cool. I'm feeling a little vulnerable right now. I didn't realize I was until I started talking. <laughs> so, Better so you than me. Oh yeah. <laughs> she is a friend of mine that um we've always seemed connected energetically when you know like something's going on we always seem to pull towards each other which is really beautiful and um I really honor our relationship she's very grounding I really love your soul you have a strong presence you're caring nurturing fun and extremely supportive and I just adore you so thank you thank you so much for being Thanks. here <laughs> Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, you're very welcome. And actually, I know that you used to, you know, you used to teach cycling, which I never, I never took your class, but I always knew that there was something deep in you to like give to others. So other than spin. So it's really, it's, <laughs> it's really neat that what that's, what this is lining you up with. Well, it's all a, a platform to um, help facilitate some change or support in some way. And so, uh, you know, I felt, I feel very connected to teaching in, in most uh, formats. Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's not just spin. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, so four words to describe emotionally who you were before you got drawn into this, what, you know, working at Soul Quest and Ayahuasca Journey. I, I don't think I can really answer that because before it could be like, how far before are you talking? You know, there's been many, uh, lives, lives that I've lived kind of. And so if we went back to like before any kind of growth that I would consider, you know what, it, the, the growth happened from birth, 
But before that, there was like uh, periods of anger, depression. Uh, sadness um, and uh, uh, well I guess this is more than one word but lack of awareness mm. Mm. Okay. you know hey. and then there was a period of like um, where I first started uh, feeling this sense of spirit if you will you can call it God source the ocean, the sky, anything like bigger than you. And when I, and I, that changed me. And there was a, a period of openness, of freedom, of sweetness and happiness. Oh, wow. And, yeah. Wow. And now everything's even different again. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're the first one that's actually answered that in a way that I knew that you would. So, um, that's, <laughs> It's really, it's, it's really, it's, that's really, I'll take that in for a second. Uh, because it's true. There's so many seasons that we go through. So you're like, which, which part are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> how, how would you do describe four words of how you emotionally are now? Hmm. That also kind of depends on the day, you know? <laughs> uh, one thing is it, that I, that I pretty much ascribe to is I, I'm, I flow. What that means necessarily doesn't mean like, oh, I'm always open and I'm always happy or free or whatever. It means whatever I feel today is okay and I'm able to change and I'm able to go with the flow of Norel today. Mm. So, you know, uh, endless possibilities, you know, more freedom, more truth, um, a lot of awareness, um, a lot of just trying to be. This is going to be great. You're amazing. This is, <laughs> it's so humble. You're so present with like whatever, whatever I'm feeling at this very moment. Gosh, you're fantastic. Um, how are you today? Oh, well, <laughs> right now I'm good. You know, I go with the flow. Earlier, I was a little agitated. Uh, I was listening to these things on like forced vaccinations. And then, uh, you know, I actually really don't like to have to schedule things and be on a specific time frame. So planning to do something that's a big deal <laughs> made me a little anxious, which made me a little agitated. Yeah. You know, and also, uh, talking about myself, like I, like I told you, I don't, I don't really like to talk about myself and, uh, not because I'm shy, although, you know, I, I really don't want to get into myself just because, not because I'm not important. I'm very important okay, good. to me and yes. to my family and friends and to, you know, everyone, cause we're all important, but just because, um, you know, when we start talking about ourselves and our stories, mm -hmm. the more we tell the story, which it's always going to be the same, right? Because it's our story. Right. But the more we keep talking about it, but it sounds like a story that I'm telling about someone else. It disassociates me from it. It makes my experience less real. Um, it's kind of hard to explain. Does that make sense? 
Yes. I haven't ever actually thought of that that way. That's interesting. So I used to um, be in a program. I was addicted to opiates for a long time. And uh, you go around the room and you're constantly telling your story. You're constantly talking about yourself. And it's like, uh, first of all, you get tired of saying the same thing. And yeah. then secondly, it's like, who am I even talking about? I'm not even that person anymore. I can't even relate really with the being that I am now. And so why am I bringing that person that was in another season back into this way of being right now? It's not me. Wow. You know? Yeah. Uh, that is, there's so much truth. And so that. we get this uh, ability to shift and to change and to be who we are today without apologies and just uh, shifting and growing. You know, if yesterday I claimed that I was a meat eater and today I'm a vegan and then tomorrow I eat eggs, it's like I am okay today with shifting these things and not being tied to this one specific persona. I go with the flow of my being right now. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> Which is also like a lack of trying to label myself, trying to minimize what I am by saying that, that this is how I feel, this is how I am, this is what I eat, this is what I do. Like I, you know, I'm I'm bigger than that. I'm and so we're, you know, so is everybody. We're limitless. This this is powerful. Yeah, I, yeah, you, I have a loss at words. God. It's here's really, you're really saying a lot of truth in that because we are always changing and like, why do we have to claim that we're this way or that way? Unless like you feel so good with that's exactly how I am. But I mean, we can always shift. We can change any given moment. Mm -hmm. Man, how, how would you uh, describe ayahuasca? you cannot you cannot do it any justice by describing it with words um you can try but it's like describing something would be like me drawing a stick figure person and then attributing that to an actual human that's three-dimensional you know that has characteristics and things like that um so i can explain it kind of but for one i would miss there's it's it's like all encompassing. It's like the, one of the ultimate teachers and healers, you know, mm. uh, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's scary. It's, uh, loving. Mm. It's healing. It's sweet. It's sad. It's, it's everything. Um, but I don't really think that's what you mean. Like, I think you mean like the experience of taking it. Yeah. Right. But that, that, that's part of it too. I think that's part of it too. So if, if I were to come to you and you didn't know me and I'm like, how, what is ayahuasca? Well, I guess I would start by saying it's made up of two components. It's leaves and a vine from the Amazon jungle. And uh, it's made into a tea. So the only ingredients really are the leaves, the vine, there's water in it, and a little vinegar to help pull the components out. Um, there is a DMT component in it, but like I said, it's all natural. Mm. Uh, it comes from plants. And so it is a plant medicine. Now, when you combine both of these, the leaves and the vine, it makes this, it's like this 
symbiotic relationship, it becomes the medicine known as ayahuasca, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it changes it into this like uh, fully formed entity, if you will. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people don't know or attribute that, uh, you know, plants have spirits and energies and qualities and things like that. Um, and, you know, maybe I will start sounding like a crazy person by saying I wholeheartedly believe that I've witnessed it, I've experienced it, um, and it's an intelligent medicine. Um, yeah, I would imagine so. Whatever you need, you know, is, is what will come through. It can do so many things. It can help to heal uh, trauma that is so deep inside us. Sometimes our when we have these deep traumas, our brain fragments um, the memory. So maybe we don't even remember that it's happened, and yet it affects our daily living, the way we are, the way we are, and the way we respond to things, our triggers and that sort of thing. And ayahuasca lights up the part of the brain that um, hides these fragmented memories and helps to bring them to the surface, helps to heal them, helps to move it past, and also at the same time helps to shift your uh, perspective. So you're not just looking at it dead on, like, like you are that thing, that trauma. You're, it's almost like you're in another form watching and witnessing and seeing it as an outsider, if you will. That's like, there's a delay in your thinking from then that shifts it so that you can, uh, not be so afraid of the trauma, not be so affected by the trauma. You can see how this, you know, when we're in these traumas, things are so much bigger. And the more we think about these traumas of the past or potential traumas of the future, they get even bigger. And so leaving all that aside, just being able to uh, see it from another perspective, it shifts the entire dynamic and the way that we respond to things because of it. Um, and that's just one layer, you know? Uh, there's so many things. What can the medicine do? Anything. <laughs> um, wow. So yeah, we have like a huge vet program because it, it helps people on a, such a deep level of PTSD. Uh, we have tons of people that come that are so depressed, literally, if this doesn't work, they're going to commit suicide. And we, we hear people say that every single weekend in the opening circle, by the end of the weekend, I don't think I've ever seen someone leave saying that they're still suicidal. It's like years of therapy in in one sitting in one weekend uh wow. it's just it's amazing and it can be scary but you know why <laughs> because what it does is it like magnifies these things that we have going on under the surface all the time uh, so maybe i have this like neurotic tendency right and it's just like playing in the background like white noise because it's constant and I don't even hear it anymore, right? It's really very much affecting me and it's affecting my body and the way I am and everything like that. But what this, what this uh, medicine can do or what it does is it magnifies that, right? Which creates a lot of discomfort because now it's like right here, it's right in the front of our head and we can't ignore all of this craziness that's constantly going on under the surface. We can't, you know, busy ourselves doing things to pretend that stuff isn't going on. You know, and it brings it right up so that we have to say, you know, so that we have to see, so that we're aware of it, so that we can uh, transform it. 
And the awareness of it is all that's really needed to start the shift. You know, and that doesn't have to always be like a solution, you know. However, um, there is a potential for a purge, which a lot of people attribute to moving these energies. If you'll notice, um, you know, when you're stressed or when you're anxious, typically you'll feel that in your body, right? Like I get stressed and it's like the back of my shoulders and my neck is like really sore and achy. And it's yeah. like, where does that stuff go? It stays in the body. And so why do some people pretend like energy isn't real? And so we can move that energy out. And so a lot of times uh, we might have these things brought to the surface, right? Ready to move out. And the purge will help facilitate moving it out, the energy coming out in the physical. Wow. And it's not like uh, I used to hate throwing up, right? Yeah. And I don't, I don't love it now, <laughs> but it's a completely different experience. Um, when you purge or throw up on the medicine, it's like this feeling of release. It's like taking off this heavy backpack of weights that we've been carrying throughout our lives. And typically we don't take off any of it, right? We're just constantly adding more into the backpack doing life and I'll take on this and I'll take on this. And it's just like, ugh, like getting it off and you feel lighter, you feel freer. And things that we attribute, um, like anger or sadness, things that we have decided this is what this feels like and this is good and this is bad, is not necessarily true, right? Mm -hmm. um, like the sadness, I spent an entire ceremony crying my eyes out and you would think like, oh my God, that poor girl, like she's so sad. She's just like really going through it but I was in love with it. It was a different sensation. It was just like uh, being present with it, present with myself and not labeling it as good or bad or, you know, feeling harmful or, or the opposite, you know? Wow. <laughs> wow. And that's just, I, I mean, I haven't even touched the surface. The, the options and the opportunities for the healing, for the joy, for the peace that comes with and after this is, uh, is infinite. Hmm. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> wow. Um, how did you get drawn to this? Like how long ago was that and how, what spoke to you from it? Cause I know that You've, you've told me and a few other people that have done it as well is like when the medicine starts to speak to you, it's like, it's calling for your healing. Like when, how did you get into this? So my husband, um, he had heard about it, uh, and then got confirmation from three different sources. Um, and so he took that as, okay, I guess I shouldn't ignore this. It's time for me to go. And he Googled um, ayahuasca Orlando and he found Solquas was which just so happens to be in our backyard. We're really very blessed, you know? Yeah. Um, so he, he told me very little about it and, uh, and he went, you know, and when he came back after that weekend, he said that he had gotten a message for me that I had some, some work to do, that there was something deep and dark inside me that was ready to be released and not to and, and not that I have to be scared or rush into it, but whenever I'm ready, it's time. Wow. And uh, I heard that and it was immediate. I went and booked it that 
I think that same day. Damn. You know, for two weeks later, <laughs> you know, and I yeah. went uh, two weekends in a row um, because I felt like, you know, it's just really uh, cracking the surface. They, you know, they call it peeling the onion and some people um, go one time and they're good. And there's no right way or wrong way to do it. Other people really want to get into this. You know, there's so many layers. We can really discover so much about ourselves, about, about the world, about just being, uh, clearing so many layers of uh, energy in this body, uh, and ancestral layers, things passed on from my mother and her mother and her mother just layered into my body, you know? And you can start the healing process there. And uh, they say you don't really have the same experience twice. And I find that to be somewhat true in the beginning. And it's never going to be exactly the same. But after uh, you get to a certain point, sometimes there's a, a bit of a, a block on a occasion, not always. And at some point, then you uh, have the opportunity to really immerse yourself in it and really dig into these things. And so, uh, that happened for me. And so I really felt like I needed to go very, very deep and I needed to be in a supported environment and uh, kind of extreme. So maybe I didn't need to do this extreme, but, <laughs> but what I did was I went, uh, I went to Peru and I did a dieta, um, which was a 30 day process. And uh, two weeks of the process was me going into the jungle in my own tambo. It's like a little hut uh, by myself. So it's like two weeks on your own. And it's uh, um, nobody talks to you except the shaman on occasion. But, you know, he speaks Spanish. And so the conversation is very limited. Nobody gives you eye contact. You have nothing to do. You don't bring books. You can bring a journal. And if there is a book they think you should read, they'll give it to you. But you're just there by yourself doing nothing and let me tell you <laughs> the the things that come up in that process are incredible um you don't even have food to distract you they give you food of course but it's like very bland rice and plantains boiled no seasoning uh twice a day and then you get you work with a plant and so for me it was bobinsana uh, which is a heart opener mm. and um, they make it into a tea and you'll have it three times a day. And then on top of that, maybe once a week, you'll do either an ayahuasca ceremony or a San Pedro ceremony. And one other thing or two other things, they do uh, purges, which is going to be combo, which is a, a, a frog poison, which is actually very healing to the body. We have um, I think about nine peptides that the human body has is in this um, frog poison, um, and it helps to clean the body, the energy, the spirit. Mm. And then there's other ones like a tobacco purge, where you'll drink uh, tobacco juice, not not like the the bad tobacco that has like a ton of chemicals and stuff in it. This is a master plant, and uh, and so they'll make it into a tea, and that's also a very uh, like they call it like the master teacher and it speaks to you in your dreams and all kinds of things. And so you do that and then you'll do plants on us, all of that stuff. But again, you're on your own and most of the time you're by yourself and the, 
it's almost like, again, this great magnifier of our thought processes, of our ways of being. It's like you can't help but see how you are. And it helps to shift these things on such a deep level that it's incredible. Um, that That's stuckness scary. that I felt when I went in there was completely gone when I went home. I never had that experience again of the stuck feeling with the medicine. Is it scary? Yes. <laughs> it's like, it's like deeply uncomfortable, mostly because, you know, you're in the jungle and there's giant spiders and things like that, you know? And uh, for me at least. But that level of discomfort breaks you down in such a way that you can't help but be more open and vulnerable and uh, easier to crack, I guess. Easier to see what's underneath the surface of this character that I'm playing here, right? Like, I'm an aral to you, but really, I'm so much more than that. Again, that's just a label. That's just a way that we can identify this person because we always want to make sense of things. By putting somebody in a box or, or having a label for this or knowing what's going to happen next or, you know? Yeah. So I think I went off on a tangent there, but. No, that was, uh, that was good. That was really good. <laughs> um, were you, um, so you did, you, you did it at Soul Quest and then where you're like, I'm going to go to Peru to do it in that way now? Like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. How, um, how were your nerves before you experienced it? Well, I mean, <laughs> probably as one would expect, very nervous, you know, it's a, it's, they say it starts working before you, once you decide, and I can wholeheartedly say that that's true. It's like you start uh, breaking down this, this exterior shell, you start it becoming more vulnerable, crying easier, allowing the emotions to start to seep out of it, you know? Maybe you'll start to feel a little crazier, unbalanced, or whatever it may be. And that's not, you know, I can say these things, but every time I say something, it's like, okay, there's no always and there's no never, because everyone's different, every experience is different, and uh, it's always shifting. Yeah. And um, I'm such a feeler, so I feel everything you're saying. <laughs> like, God. Um, how did you, how did you, how was your first experience with it? Like, what was your, your, maybe you had to sum it up shortly. Like, how was your, did you, yeah, I'm going to have you answer that. So, um, so like I said before, uh, well, I guess I didn't give you a time frame, but I, I think I said I was addicted to opiates and then I would, I went to meetings for six years, you know? I went to AA, not NA, because I felt like they were more serious there, more dedicated to it, and, uh, you know, um, not not making it a passing by thing, like it was, it was important there. Mm -hmm. And that's in different cities, it's not always like that, I just felt like that here, I preferred to go to AA. Um, and not because I felt like I was an alcoholic, but, you know, just because the program is the program. Yeah. Uh, anyway, when I went there, you know, I had a friend who said, you know, it's not, it is, it's a, it's psychedelic in nature, but she had never really felt that it was very 
like when people think psychedelic, they think they're going to see visions and things like that. And she didn't have that. Not everybody has that. Everyone's experience is different. Uh, you know, it might just be like an emotional thing that comes up. And so I didn't think of it as a drug and I just really didn't know too much about it, <clears throat> which is good. Uh, because if I did think that before, I probably wouldn't have done it. Um, you know, because I was very much into like a drug is a drug and I can't have anything mind altering. And I very much subscribe to these, uh, limiting principles of, uh, Oh, hold on. We froze. We froze. Right? Which is helpful and it's long term. Can, can, am I good now? I think so. It happens with Zoom. Sorry, guys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so it wasn't a long term solution. Anyway, uh, so what happened was when I got into it and I, I drank the medicine for the first time and I uh, they came around and gave me uh, rape or hape, which is a tobacco snuff, which again, it's a sacred medicine. It's the, the master planter with uh, tobacco in it. And it's a great teacher. It's also, I mean, having that in the ceremony is just like, it's really incredible. It's a beautiful ally. Uh, however, when it happened, when I got it, so it's blown up the nose. And when it happened, I just like saw stars. And it very much reminded me visually of this experience that I had with LSD in high school many years ago, you know? And so that sent me into this loop of me thinking, oh my God, I've relapsed. Oh my God. And like going into this like spiral of like my life ending and all of my family and friends not talking to me anymore and just losing everything. I went into this like like tortured deep depressive state where I was just like obsessing over it it was awful it was like mm. uh probably the worst day ever that I had was the day after coming off of drugs in uh in rehab and this felt like that times a million you know and it was just this experience of like seeing what it was like right yeah and uh I finally had, I finally talked to someone, uh, Chris, the owner there who was holding the ceremony and whatever he said made me realize like that didn't actually happen. <laughs> I didn't actually relapse. It was like this lesson is showing me, uh, whatever it was, you know, and I'm never going to go back there. And ever, like the second that I realized that it was a lesson to learn the whole thing turned off. Like someone hit the off switch and I was completely normal again. Mm. It was like, okay, the lesson's done. It was wild. Um, and really cool. But ever since then, it was this like unraveling of this persona that I had wrapped myself up in of, um, being in, uh, AA, you know, and I, it sounds like I all just that emotion stored that it's it, like what you were just saying, it all stored in you. So then you had to look at it again. Yeah. It was just this releasing of this person that I thought I was. It's like, you always say when you're in those programs that I am 
an alcoholic. I am an addict and I ascribe to that so deeply, but I'm not those things. Yeah. I'm not, I was, maybe I was those things, but again, I always get to shift, get to change. And that's not to say that everyone that does this medicine that was once an addict or an alcoholic can then, uh, become someone who drinks regularly again or anything like that. Uh, it's, everyone is different. Everyone can shift and see how it, how things work in their lives. But for me, the ideology that I am this thing that has a negative connotation to it to some, um, and that I have to restrict myself and that I have to say, I'm only going to stay sober for today, or, you know, I'm always this way. It's not for me anymore. And it was just this unraveling of all of these ideas that I didn't even come up with. You know, sometimes we ascribe so deeply to ideas and rest with these labels. I'm Narelle and I, I was born with this religion and this is what my parents' ideologies are and their political affiliations and stuff like that and so that's me too now and it's like at a certain point ideally we would have the awareness to say no I don't believe that and to think into it ourselves and to feel into what actually feels right for us but a lot of us don't and it was interesting because from that point on as I would go through life and I would start saying things and I would stop myself after saying I'd be like hold on I don't actually mean that that's someone else's words and I would shift and I would have to think about it for a minute. What do I actually think on this subject instead of just having this automatic word vomit mm. of things that I've been programmed to say or to think or to feel? Hmm. What, what has uh, changed the most from doing it with you? <laughs> everything. <laughs> <laughs> Literally everything has changed. There's a stillness inside of me. There's a knowing, um, I'm not afraid to die. Mm. Uh, I'm not afraid to live, mm. you know? Um, there's a lot of uncertainty. And the reason why is because everything that I thought I knew, I realize now I don't know really anything. And not because I'm stupid, but because the truth is always shifting. Um, my truth is always shifting. And so I can literally talk myself in circles and start, you know, giving advice to someone, which is like, you know, pretty brief thing to do because everyone's advice should really come for the, from themselves. And so it's more guiding someone else towards their own truth. But when you start talking about, when I start talking about my own ideas and stuff like that, sometimes when I circle around back to the beginning, that first thing I said doesn't really make sense anymore, you know, <laughs> if, with the last thing I said, but they're both true when I'm saying them. So it's, it's all really kind of confusing. Yeah, you're, you're on a whole different level here, which is, a, I think that's really beautiful. I mean, that's where energetically we all are, I think, once you shift and have that awareness. Wow. Yeah, and people can get this awareness from anything. It doesn't have to be from a plant medicine. It can be from meditation. Um, you know, one of the more powerful things that I that I did for myself also was that after I came back from that dieta, uh, I actually write 
the last ceremony that I did with ayahuasca right before I left was very disturbing. It was kind of like it brought this deep stuff up to the very surface that I didn't even know really was there. And it's like, uh, oftentimes we lie to ourselves and it, it made me see this presenting myself to, a, to the world in a way that was like, uh, putting makeup on a pimple, right? I want you to see this version of me, but what about the, the ugly parts? Right. And, uh, where was I going with that? <laughs> oh, uh, so leaving there, it was like, it just brought this ugliness up and it, and it felt so, um, unsettling. There was no end in sight. There There was no solution or anything like that. It was just, okay, sit with this. This is here and, uh, you know, do what you will with it. And it was just kind of like a, okay, what do I do? I felt very helpless, you know? And it's like going back to that thing, like a lot of times nothing actually needs to physically be done. Sometimes awareness is all we need to start to shift things in a different direction. You know, when we put our awareness on it, the, the power goes away, it lessens. And things start to dissolve a bit, right? And so when I left there, it was, it was suggested to me to pick up some kind of daily practice. And so I went and did a Vipassana retreat, which is a, it's a 10-day meditation retreat. And I use the word retreat loosely because it's more like a meditation boot camp. It's like 10, 10 hours of meditation a day. And it's teaching you this very specific technique that you don't even learn until day four. Uh, it's very intense. It's also in silence up until the last day. <clears throat> but having a daily meditation practice helped to continue to clear the pathways in the mind and to calm the, my being and to bring my stillness into this way that it's like uh, being okay and it's I always say this, like, uh, it's almost like we have this bubble around us, right? And all of our emotions are really tightly packed into this, this tiny bubble that's just like form fitted around us, right? So we almost can kind of just feel like when we're angry, we're just like consumed with anger. It's only, there's only that much space for it, right? And so it's almost like with the meditation, it looks like it blows this bubble out and makes it bigger, makes us have more space to move around. And then we get to see like, hang on, there's anger there. But if I'm just still with this and breathe with this for a minute, there's also other things there. You know, what's behind that anger? What's to the side of that anger? Maybe there's a little bit of happiness still there. Maybe there's sadness. Mm. You know, what does it come from? And it makes it so that this one emotion isn't so encompassing. It's not going to wreck my life or my day. And so that has uh, been a huge tool for me as well. How, uh, how often do you meditate now? Is that that's a daily practice? So it is a daily practice. I will say this week, my daily practice has not been daily. <laughs> um, I typically like to do it every morning um, for at least 30 minutes. And uh, for some reason this week, it hasn't happened. But again, I get to flow with myself and I don't have to be mad at myself or punish myself for not doing what I think is best for me. Sometimes what's best for me is just to be easy. You know, yeah. we don't always have to restrict ourselves with, okay, every, this morning and every morning I have to, 
because this is what I do sometimes. I'll have my celery juice and then I'll meditate and then I'll have my coffee. And it's like, I have this schedule, but sometimes instead of scheduling all these things, it's better just to flow and just to be easy and uh, maybe just do something else. Yeah. That being said, I like to meditate um, Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, um, when I go to, to facilitate at SoulQuest, I don't necessarily set a time to meditate, but at the end of the yoga class, we'll do like a 10 minute uh, meditation. We'll do some breath work and also holding space is very meditative as well. Hmm. Uh, um, What's the most rewarding part about your job? Everything. Yeah, there's so much. I mean, I could bring it back to myself and say, you know, so I'll take a facilitator dose um, when I hold ceremony. Not everybody does, um, just like the some of the facilitators. And I'll say, uh, taking that helps me to become more connected with the people, and it's also sometimes little nuggets of wisdom, little nuggets of healing for me in there as well. Um, but mostly I get to connect very deeply with, with this medicine and it, uh, it comes through me in this very mothering way where I get to be the mother. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have any children except I have uh, two dogs, which are definitely my children, but it's like, um, everyone there is my, are my children in a way that it's just like comes through with this sweetness, this love. And I connect in a in a beautiful way that's very much that I am with them in their experience you know sometimes I cry their tears uh I mean there's so many layers and just to to be with someone and their experience and to feel the shift and to and to see the release and the love flow through them is you you just can't compare anything to that I imagine so what what's the hardest part about it oh (laughs) it's a for it's a lot of energy output you know by the end of the weekend we're exhausted a lot of energy has gone through us uh you know so very deep exhaustion um also you know it's a lot of energy to hold and so sometimes and often when it's building it can be very uncomfortable right so this is where like the meditation comes into play a lot it's like this being and it's like you might feel uncomfortable for a moment or or, you know for many moments and then it's just being and knowing that you're okay and uh you know that can be difficult that can be hard um you know but it's it's mostly good you know yeah (laughs) definitely the exhaustion is the one thing you know by the end of the weekend it's kind of like I've said all the words that I can say for (laughs) the next few days right Um, how how long does it take you to recharge afterwards well definitely Sunday actually Sundays I I often have some energy and I like to make a really yummy meal Hmm. uh, when we get home and then, uh, you know, Monday, 
I don't do anything too strenuous on Monday. I don't like to really get on the phone or anything on Monday. Um, and I don't often exercise or anything on Monday. I just kind of take it easy. So kind of two days, but it's, you know, yeah. give or take. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to go into it if you're open to with uh, uh, childhood or upbringing with childhood. How was, how was you, how would you say your childhood was? I mean, I've, I would say my childhood was pretty good. What's interesting is I don't have a lot of memories on that, Mm. like a very specific memories. So I don't, I can't really get into that too much. And also, you know, I mean, I wish I could remember how I was and what happened at some point I went from being outgoing to being more shy and uh you know I could speculate on what happened but I really I can't say for sure and I don't really think that it matters um you know I have a very loving family my parents are uh beautiful people Mm. and my sisters are very beautiful and I am just you know I'm pretty blessed that's not to say that things are always perfect but right we all have but they are perfect it's all perfect it's all I think it's all pre-planned by this. We've decided what kind of traumas and what kind of experiences that we want to have throughout life. So like uh, this addiction that I had, had a purpose. Mm. When the addiction uh, happened, was it, do, do like, where did that root from? Why did you tur- turn to that? Um, where, where did that happen? Again, I could speculate, (laughs) but I'm not really exactly sure. It's just like this deep discomfort of being, Mm. you know, I wasn't comfortable in my body. I was a bit depressive, um, sad. I was just like disconnected and I didn't want to feel and it made me very numb, you know, Mm -hmm. for a while there, I was so numb. I didn't, I literally didn't know how I felt. People would ask me how are you okay? Are you okay? Because I looked so angry or upset and everyone knew it, but me, I didn't feel. Wow. Um, but now I feel (laughs) everything. (laughs) So it's okay. I think it was just a lack of, a lack of being able to process these things. I, for whatever reason, um, yeah, I don't really know where they, where this addiction came from and I don't, I don't actually think it matters. Okay. But whatever it is, wherever it came from, uh, I've since heal it, healed it. Mm. I'm not an addict. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not any of those things anymore. Um, yeah. I mean, I just am. I, I mean, I think that during our, our darkest things in life and our seasons and our lessons bring us like some of our, our biggest gifts to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. What brought you joy as a child? Oh, I used to read a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I was like a huge book nerd. I would walk through the halls reading my book. I actually got in trouble in elementary school class. (laughs) Literally (laughs) constantly reading. (laughs) What was your book? What was your genius? You know, it was just like a, a lot of 
of um, different fantasy type stuff. And maybe it was because uh, at some level I didn't subscribe to the idea of this mundane life. Like there's so much fantasy type things going on all around us that we don't even acknowledge or witness. It's just like there and we can see the miracles and we can see like this beautiful tree. Like there's a beautiful tree right outside my window and this beautiful sky and just like really be with it and that sounds very like hippie kind of fluffy sounding but it's true it's uh it's all so beautiful and we just walk around not paying attention to the details not paying attention to how our breath makes us feel and I'm guilty constantly I have to remind myself and that's one of the things that you know the ayahuasca uh, brings to us, you know, this beauty that is so deep, it's so everywhere, and it just consumes you. Mm. I mean, it's like, wow. One other thing is like, after uh, my first daytime ceremony, we had some, you know, uh, pretty basic vegan food, and I just remember eating it, and I cried. <laughs> I mm. cried because it was so fresh. It was so nurturing and uh, prior to that I would have been like okay this needs um, cheese and and meats and like all different kinds of layers and layers like it wasn't good enough as it was and it was so simple it was so delicious it was so uh, nutritious and nurturing to my body and it just brought me to tears and ever since then my uh, relationship with food has completely shifted as well you know wow it's pretty amazing. Wow. It sounds like as a a child, you almost, you already had that awareness with um, really connecting with energy of the fantasy world on how it is and all the energies and everything. So it sounds like you were already rooted to it. Perhaps, but I didn't know that. (laughs) Right. No. (laughs) How does it feel to now feel like compared to when you didn't now? Well, you know, sometimes it feels good and sometimes it feels bad, but what's good and what's bad? So who can really say? (laughs) Sometimes it's a lot, you know, and sometimes I'm filled with emotion and that's beautiful. And then sometimes I'm filled with emotion and I'm like, ah, you know? Yeah. 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 That's so true. Uh, relationships. How were relationships um, for you, like growing up? Like, were you drawn to a certain type of people that did not feel? Um, no, I don't think so. No. Uh, grow- so I'm a twin. I didn't so I liked- know that. Yeah, we're fraternal. Um, but I kind of feel like she made the friends and then I was a little bit shy and so then I they became my friends also and so I had some of my own friends as well um but so I wouldn't say I was like overly outgoing and made tons and tons of friends although I had a lot of friends because of her <laughs> <laughs> so it just, it just worked out mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um as everything does it does what has been your um your hardest uh, experience that you've grown from? I can't say. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I mean, 
lots of experiences can be perceived as really difficult in the moment and then you look back on them next week and you're like that was really silly not a big deal at all you know yeah um i mean off the cuff i could just say okay getting sober was the most difficult experience and at the time it was and then when i was sober i was like wow that was kind of easy you know but leading up to it it was like the struggle and this lack of trust in myself and you know, just giving into these whims and desires of uh, wanting to not be present, Mm. you know, and it's like, I mean, I don't have those desires anymore. It's not like I'm just covering it up or like I want to be sober more than I don't want to be sober. Although that was one of the things that helped me become sober is just realizing that as long as I want to be sober more than I don't want to be sober, I can do this. Um, before I used to just, anytime there was a tiny inkling of it, I just would give in. Um, and so that's not to say, I, I, I honestly do not have any desire to put any drug into my body now. This is like my vessel and I, uh, I really like to take care of it as much as I can. Um, you know? Yeah. So I, I yeah, it's just, uh. It's just a way of being. I don't consider myself sober anymore. It's just, it's not a thing. Mm. Mm. You're so deep. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Gosh, I, I... I never know what you're going to say with my questions. I love this. <laughs> uh, what is your, oh, we'll see. What's your biggest fear? I actually don't know. Mm. I mean, I guess I, I mean, I would put it into something physical, like physical pain or uh, something like that hurting me physically. yeah um but I don't really focus on things like that it's not like I don't have a fear that that is like very worrisome or bothersome to me Uh, what has been the biggest lessons you've learned this year hmm I wouldn't say that I just learned this lesson this year, um, but it has really um, planted roots and cemented it in for me. And it's just this this space of just being. Um, Like I said, we always, or not always, but we often want to um, put a label on things, right? When is this coronavirus gonna end? When am I gonna go out not wearing a mask? Are these people going to force vaccinate me? am I going to get this house or am I going to, you know, do it's like this constant, like wanting to label things, wanting to put a time frame on things. Yeah. And, uh, if anything that this year has taught any of us, I would imagine that it is that that is not possible. You know, we can try and we can get all worked up into this like chaotic frenzy of like, planning and trying to make things so and it's just going to make us feel crazy and so it's just this letting go and just breathing and 
being in this space right now, this moment right now is the only one that is real. It's the only one that I am creating and able to um, work with really. And so, yeah, it's just this sense of being right here in this moment. That's, that's all that matters is this moment right now. Yeah. And letting go of the other things might for a while make us feel really out of control and chaotic. And trust me, I can get there too, but it's, it's a constant reshifting and rebalancing back to yourself, back to your soul, back to your body, breathing and being. And it's a, it's something that we have to keep working with and keep nurturing for it to grow and to really uh, take root. Hmm. Yeah. Gosh. Um, what is your soul craving right now? Hmm. I'm not really sure. I hope to find out soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's like this uh, underneath all like the chaos and the coming back to just being, there's this um, sense of excitement, of energy, of creativity that's almost like just behind the surface bubbling up. And I'm not really sure what it's about, but it's like it'll just come into me um, in the background. And it's just like very like, whoa, like what is that? Um, this energy of excitement and uh opportunity you know of I love i totally of, understand uh, what you mean by that too i can't really name it and i don't know what it is but you feel it i feel it yeah Gosh. um i wanted to uh, touch on this too because you, thank you so much for coming to my class soul cleanse <laughs> and what your what your experience was from it because i mean now i mean i have all different types of people that come to it as well, but I haven't had anyone like you. So I was curious on like what, what your experience was from it. Well, I don't really know what you mean by like me. <laughs> <laughs> like you, I guess. Okay. So I'll, I'll go more explanation with that because usually when you are on this different awareness that, um, I think when we have that um, real big awareness with ourselves, and we just really connect with the energy in the air and more of a high, just a higher consciousness, consciousness awareness with ourselves, which it takes, I think a lot for us to get there. And majority of the people that are, are not that I, I haven't talked to. So I think it's such an incredible thing that you're even bringing up in me. Cause I have that with myself and I don't get to actually have much of these conversations with people because, um, not many people speak the way that I think. So it's really incredible. So when I say you, I don't, I haven't, I don't really have these conversations with anybody else besides you just right now. So it's really been an absolute honor to share this conversation with you. And honestly, I just feel half the things I have questions I want to ask you. And then I lose it. Cause I just feel it. Cause I'm like, she's just, I totally get what you're, where you're coming from. from. Mm -hmm. Well, um, you know, everyone is feeling and at the, the space of awareness that they're meant to be at right now. And it's, a, uh, yeah, it's not, you know, uh, no, there isn't, but it's, a, uh, you know, ha sometimes having more awareness can be very uncomfortable, right? It's like, a the comfort of being in this naive oh, yeah. space and it's, you know, um, 
opening up to these um, these deeper awarenesses can be very deeply unsettling to some. No, not to some. I would say to everybody, although I can't classify everyone. Um, and so, I, you know, some people are, are just like, you know, I kind of wish I could go back to how easy it was before. It's like once you know something, you can't unknow it, right? Yes. Um, but that's not your question. Your question is, um, how did I experience your class? It was really nice. I, I love the setup. Um, it was uh, it was a lot of the same movement for for a while, you know, which mm -hmm. is very exhausting in one way. And it, you know, if you're, you can definitely allow that to get you into this crazy space, like, ah, oh, when are we going to change? What's going to be next? That yeah. sort of thing. But it's very meditative in its, in its right. own respects. And it's very calming. I found myself really like zoning out and going into this other space where I wasn't really here and I wasn't there. Um, and so I enjoyed it. I felt very calm and very relaxed. It was nice. Oh, cool. Mm. That's what I wanted. To, I was like, I want to ask you because your, your everyone's perceptions different, obviously in general, but it's really interesting when I, even when I put it together, when we're doing, cause you know, when you do an exercise, it's like, how many, how many are we, are we reps are we doing of that? And it's like, why, why don't we take away the reps and actually go more into the experience of our body and see what emotions show up for us as we go through this, as, as our heart beats faster, like what stories being played and to really mm -hmm. meet ourselves on a deeper level. And that's where I wanted to come up with it and then ground it all together at the end. So it's, I'm, I've loved. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say, um, and even in like past yoga classes, I can get into this space of like, oh, are we almost done? Are we going to stop doing this move? I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that, you know? And I, I didn't, I didn't go into that space actually with this, although I could see myself at a different frame in time going there, mm -hmm. um, which is good. It's like this processing out. It's like this um, building of yourself and knowing that you're okay and just being and breathing and being okay in that space. But, uh, you know, it really just took me into that place of meditation and um, calmness. <sighs> so I'm sure uh, the next time will be completely different, you know? Yeah. Yes. Gosh. Thank you. I'm glad that you you felt that and it wasn't, and even if it didn't, then there's a story to like be looked at with it. And I just, everyone has a different experience and um, it's been wild as yeah, even me putting it together has been whoo -hoo -hoo. <laughs> well there's this um this thing that where we oftentimes want to make the workout just purely physical <clears throat> like just purely in the body you know working so hard and it's like uh what else is there yeah you know there's a a deeper feeling you can work through um, some emotional stuff at the same time. And so I really do love that you're connecting the two. Thank you. Thank you. I feel so strongly with it. I think that there could be, and I want to do it where I have a healing center when I do the class and then it's not even the class. It's like this experience and to have, you know, therapy and coaching and then network care. So people can really see the layers under stool tools even more. Hmm. Yeah, we have a, a message to give and it's really beautiful thank you it's 
it's overloading. It's like pouring out of me. I'm like, okay, I guess this is what I'm supposed to be doing for right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what is your self-care? So you do, you know, like how, yeah. How do you take care of yourself? Mm, well, most of the things that I've already mentioned, like meditation and, uh, I do celery juice and sometimes cucumber juice and wheatgrass. And, uh, I, I have boundaries, you know, I, I don't get on the phone when I don't want to. I don't do things when I don't feel able to do them. You know, I honor myself and where I'm at. And on the same token, I also honor that I can do things that maybe I don't necessarily want to do at that same moment. And I allow myself the opportunity to shift into that. Uh, so, I mean, self-care is really just going with the flow and giving myself what I need on that day. Mm. You know, yoga, meditation, um, allowing myself to sleep in a bit, although that doesn't usually happen. Um, you know, uh, exercise lately. I've been running a lot. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you, how do you prepare for your weekends? Like from when you, when you're working at soul quest, yeah, but it's kind of like kind a of thing. What you, yeah, it's the same kind of thing. I just make sure that I, you know, I make a bunch of juices to go into the weekend. I do my meditation and I exercise that day. And I uh, just make sure that I'm taken care of uh, physically, mentally, emotionally. Hmm. Well, do you ever have moments where you're like, I don't know if I can do that this weekend? Very rarely. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've had, you know, there's, it's almost like I have a lot of stuff that I'm preparing uh, to do to go into the weekend. You know, I, I make these essential oil sprays and Florida water, and uh, I bring a lot of stuff there as well. And so sometimes I'm so tired when, I, <laughs> when I'm getting there from preparing so much. And so I have uh, once or twice been like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't know if I can do this, but I can do it. Yeah. And, I, and I always do it because I... I love it so deeply. I'm going to need to come visit you out there. Yes. And I am going to say, I've been, um, I've been thinking about doing an all women's circle for some time now, a year or two years. And the other day I woke up and I just thought, okay, today's the day I'm going to plan it. And so I've, we've just put on the schedule, a women's ceremony on the new moon in October. So it's going to be October 16th. It's going to be a Friday night with the option to add on a Saturday daytime ceremony. It's going to be beautiful. Um, oh, wow. Certainly as if there's anyone that's coming for their first time, hopefully they'll do both ceremonies because really um, I think it's pretty important. Um, but yeah, there's the option to just do the Friday and it's going to be all women, new moon, new beginnings. Um, and and not to say that having men in the ceremony is bad because I really, really love that having men around yeah. and it's not a restricting of taking men out more so as it's a building up of the sisterhood and the, the bonds of, of women, you know, and just growing that sort of thing. You might be speaking to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. October 16th. 
Okay. If you if you had a superpower, what would it be? Oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel things from people very deeply. So often I can feel something that they're feeling uh, sometimes before they acknowledge it themselves. So you're already in your superpower. <sighs> <laughs> I totally understand what you mean by that, by the way. So, um, uh, what is your favorite thing to do? Oh, man, to eat. I love to eat. <laughs> 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 yeah, I love to eat. I love to make uh, really good food. I go, um, I use Minimalist Baker. So she has a website and an Instagram, minimalistbaker.com. Amazing recipes. So good. Everything from um, desserts to pasta to uh, vegan lasagna and, and um, even like making alternative milks from home, like almond milk and all kinds of stuff. Cakes. Oh my God. So good. I'm gonna look her up. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what's your favorite movie? <laughs> I would probably say Moana. Moana. I love that's a Moana. Great one. And, and Avatar is pretty good, but probably Moana. Moana. But I wouldn't say I have like a favorite movie. Okay, a movie you enjoy. If we're going back to a movie that I've watched so many times over the years, also my cousin yes. Vinny. Oh my here. god, <laughs> that's a classic. <laughs> that's a great one. That is a great yeah. one. I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah. Uh, your top three places that you've visited. Now I feel like we're just asking questions that nobody cares about, but let's see. It's the end. It's the end. This is where I do like the light questions and kind of go from there to find out a little bit better. I'm not going to go okay. deep the whole time. <laughs> Let me see. Um, Peru. You know, I haven't, I haven't really traveled that much, but, uh, you know, Peru is really nice and, um, I went to Costa Rica and that was really beautiful. Mm. You know, my home, it's home. really comfortable, ah. calming and my dogs are here and we have a beautiful wind chime outside. <laughs> Odd. Mm. I'm still going to roll with the basic questions right now. What's your favorite drink? <laughs> um, hmm. I don't really have a favorite drink. Oh, my friend just um, turned me on to this really delicious green tea. It's like this jasmine springtime tea. And then you put in um, cacao butter, like mm. little pieces of cacao butter, and it tastes like a white chocolate. Like It's delicious. It's so good. And then some honey or maple syrup or something. That sounds magical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what is your favorite quote? Well, uh, I do really like the quote that you were reading earlier and, um, maybe I'll look it up so I can read the whole thing. Yeah. But that may take me a second. 
up early and slow, get slow internet there. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I actually have so many really good quotes. I've, I've uh, been reading this book recently um, that is called, what is it called? Uh, Untamed. Have you heard of it by uh, Untamed by Glennon Doyle? I mean, everybody needs to listen to it. I mean, I'm listening to it on Audible. I just play it in the car. And it, it is so good. It's like everything that I think and say, she's like, uh, put it into words with like really great references to real life activities and just makes you think about things. I mean, it's just amazing. She touches on everything relationships, jobs, just being um, present and uh, families and all kinds of stuff. And it's not, it's not that serious. It's just like one of those books that you're like, wow, it's amazing. Okay. I'm going to check it out. And I haven't finished it yet. So unless she takes a huge nosedive in the end, then I'll <laughs> stick with my <laughs> comment. Um, yeah. But okay. Here's the quote. The whole effort of the spiritual process is to break the boundaries you have drawn for yourself and experience the immensity that you are. The aim is to unshackle yourself from the limited identity you have forged as a, as a result of your own ignorance and live the way the crea creator made you, utterly blissful and infinitely responsible. And that's by Sadhguru. And I just uh, really uh, resonate with that. It's like this whole thing that I was talking about before, right? Like these limited identities where we put ourselves in this box and, uh, you know, really limiting the, the expansiveness of our nature and the limit, limitlessness of our nature and how we can literally be anything, do anything, feel anything. I can literally change the way I feel with my breath in this moment. If I'm anxious, if I'm angry, if I'm scared, I have control of that. I've just let myself think that I don't have control anymore you know and so we get to take off these shackles take off these um labels the way take off the the way that we're supposed to feel and allow ourselves to be in control of our own lives of our own way of being of our own way of feeling yeah do a class with breath work and tell me that you don't think that you can change the way that you feel with just the breath alone. I, I agree. I, 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 I do breath work with people too. I absolutely agree with you 110%. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Um, what's your favorite song to dance to? Hmm. Really anything with like a, a really good beat drop and like a really beautiful message what's that song I sent you yesterday it's like one of my Have a long time, time favorites no not that one <laughs> the, <laughs> the, um, let's see what I said. oh wait the other one yes yeah the other one <laughs> <laughs> I lived I lived by one republic yeah that one's a good one uh but it's the Artie remix it's just so good. It just makes you feel alive in your body, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I 
I love music. I really feel music and I, and it makes me feel like I have so many favorite songs. I mean, yeah. the songs that I'm listening to mostly now are more, um, you know, more like uh, feeling music, more spiritual music that we play in ceremony. Mm. Um, but I also listen to, you know, stuff that I used to listen to, like that song I lived and, you know, just anything with a good message. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It is your last day on earth. What do you want to do? Well, I don't think I'm going to know when it's my last day on earth, but I, I knew you were going to say this. <clears throat> Maybe I will. Maybe I will. <laughs> what do I want to do? I guess I just want to be with my loved ones. Mm. You know, have fun with my dogs, laugh with my friends and family. I don't want to do anything like I don't have like a bucket list like oh I have to climb this mountain and do this thing. Yeah. It's the experience, it's the feeling. I think we we don't we don't laugh enough. So what do I want to do on my last day? I want to laugh, I want to feel joy, and I want to feel the love of my people, you know? Hmm. Absolutely. Beautiful. You are amazing, really. So are you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so Just described the entire humanity. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, where do we find you? So if people are, you know, they listen to all over the world. How do we find you and go from there? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess, um, I think you mean like social media and stuff like that. Well, I haven't made a post on social media in over a year. Um, that's not to say I'm not there for messaging and stuff like that, but maybe I'll post again one day. I don't know. Um, but, uh, my Instagram name is Norel Chetta and, uh, ah, you can follow us on sacred snuff. That's mm. our, that's our company. We actually, have a business where we sell the sprays and the Florida water and the, the hape, the shamanic snuff. Oh, wow. Um, so, sh so sacred snuff is our Instagram. And if you really want to find me, then you'll come to a weekend at soul quest, hmm. you know, and the website for that is going to be ayahuasca churches.org. And that's a Y a H U a S C a churches.org incredible i mean i'm probably gonna have to come out there it'd be really weird if i didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> so um thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insights and your story and your beautiful energy thank you yeah you're welcome um yeah Wishing you guys a, a week as you move through everything that you're moving through and just honoring the light that you are and just, just keep rooting for your, your highest truth. You guys all take care. Till next time. I also wanted to mention my class that I'm to doing soul cleanse and a few episodes back, I mentioned it too, that I've been doing it online and if you mentioned this episode too, I'm doing my class right now for $30, 80 minutes. It is a workout 
it is yin yoga, it is meditation, it is breath, it is meant to take you through a cleanse in your body to see what's going on in there, to have you face yourself, to empower you, to really just bring you this absolute cleanse experience. Every single class is different. I do different themes. The playlist takes a long time to take you through the journey to um, for me to do it. But right now I would love to offer it, offer it you guys too. So if it is, speaks to you, find me on Instagram, Dylan at your time, and let's have you join and build the community of the soul cleansing. I'm, I'm so honored to bring this through all over the world and I just love connection and I want to bring something that has you guys just be with you to have a safe space, to be with you, to feel all your feelings, to have a good workout in, to ground you with meditation, to bring you into yin yoga. And if you haven't done yin yoga, these are holding poses for two to three minutes to release the tension in the body, to release the emotion in the body, to really ground you. So afterwards you feel completely shifted. And as you go through the weeks, you'll feel a difference. Your body, your mind will start to crave these classes. I'm not just speaking from my experience as me teaching this, but I've been hearing this from people too, is they start to crave when they're ready for the next one. So I want to offer that with you guys. So if you reach out to me, see when I'm always posting on my Instagram, when the classes are as well. So just, I'd love to have you join and bring a friend let's let's get the community involved in healing and moving through it all and i'm looking forward to connecting with every single one of you so reach out to me if this speaks to you fantastic and if it doesn't that's okay too it's okay it's all okay to feel what you need to feel all right taking care much love always keep diving into your time